Well, greetings, our beloved church body. Um, we are gathered together here to, to lift up his name. And um, I have a question for you. For all y'all that are sitting there watching, um, if you knew something, if you had a secret that was the best thing you, you ever knew, if it's something that, you know, would save lives, it would just, it would be such a boon to, to mankind. It would be like the, the whatever, the silver bullet. Um, wouldn't you want to just, wouldn't you want to tell everybody, wouldn't, wouldn't you want to shout and scream about it if, if you had this thing? So maybe some of you guys are answering it. Maybe you're going, no, I'd probably want to hold on to it and make, make a lot of money with it. We're not talking about that. We're talking about the Lord. We're talking about this amazing um, God of ours that, that loves us so much and that uh, has won victory. And it is finished and it is done. And so we walk in victory. We're going to sing songs today that, that speak to that, that speak to victory. So as we join in, I just pray, Lord, that you would just worship uh, wherever we're um, taking this in. God, here uh, up on stage, Lord, that Holy Spirit, your anointing would, would come fresh. God, we, we can't do anything without the anointing, without your Holy Spirit present. It's just like swimming uphill um, or, or running uphill and, and swimming upstream. Um, so we ask for your anointing. We ask for a fresh new anointing here as we worship. Father, that you would move in our hearts and that our um, posture would be oriented towards you as, as a result. So be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Go! Cool. 
weapon may be formed but it won't prosper when the darkness falls it won't prevail cause the God I serve knows only how to try I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna. 
evil and you turn him for good and you turn him for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn him for good cause you turn him for good you take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn him for good Turning for good, you take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for good, and you turn it for good. Come on, you take. You take what the enemy meant for evil, and you turn it for Victory, oh Lord. Cause I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Cause I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. We will see. I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you. One more time, I wanna see. Yes, I'm gonna see a victory. I'm gonna see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Something so good. Well, it's really good to see everyone again. It's been very unique to go from week to week uh, doing these video podcasts, but I trust that they're getting through to you. I particularly pray that the children get to watch them. And um, it's an important time. It seems like things in the culture are changing from day to day, hour to hour at times, and it's, it's difficult to keep up. Psalm 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, very present help in trouble. Uh, And Psalm 139 says, he's intimately acquainted with all our ways. Even before a word is on my mouth, he already knows. And so this is an important time for us to trust God. I sometimes hear quotes and people trusting themselves or trusting 
certain things, but the scripture implores us to trust in the Lord with all our heart and to not lean on our own understanding. I sent a letter out this week uh, out of, and begins from Hebrews saying, therefore don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Endurance is a rare quality in the body of Christ. Many people start the race, but very few finish it. And a lot of times um, they say only one out of three men finished well. And so we don't want to throw away our confidence with all the, the stuff coming at it. It's possible to, to do that. Apparently we can. We throw away things we deem useless or outdated or of no value. The Greek word for confidence is hypostasis. Hupo means under, stasis means standing. Literally, it's our understanding. And there's so much noise and so many voices uh, out there right now trying to remedy all the ills of society. It is essential that we keep our confidence on him who is forever faithful and true. We're not the first ones to face things. The early church and generations thereafter have had to continually na navigate the changing tides of history. So as you've received Christ Jesus, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and built up and established in your faith, overflowing with gratitude. See to it that no one takes you captive or kidnaps your faith through philosophy or empty deception. The virus has stretched all of us in social and educational and medical ways. The polarized political situation and radical tension, uh, race, excuse me, racial tension have added another level of stress and deep social concern. Through it all, one reigns supreme. Our confidence is established on the firm and unwavering foundation of the rock, the rock of our salvation. He promises storms, but he also promises to never leave us or forsake us. We represent him at all times and at all places. He, reminds, he remains when all else passes. John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. In the world you have tribulation, but take courage. I have overcome the world. It is a real privilege for me to introduce our speaker this morning. Uh, he's a dear friend. He also happens to be my son-in-law. He's married to my wonderful daughter, Erin. He has two wonderful children, Cade and Lucy. Um, he is a school teacher by profession, over 25 years doing elementary uh, school, as well as uh, coaching high school football. He has a lot of odd jobs. He does cartooning. He's got he's he's a football player that majored in art. I don't know what that's about, but maybe he'll explain it to you. But he's a terrific husband, father, teacher, coach, and for many years he and Aaron have teamed together with our children, both from the infants, the nursery school nursery to the junior high, and each summer, even this week was planned to be. Uh, vacation Bible school, and there had been over 100 kids and 50, 30, 50 adults running around for an entire week, but like everything else, it's been canceled. So I asked Mike to come and share, and I know what he has to say will be a blessing to your life, so open up your heart. Amen. Well, thank you, Kevin, for that intro. Uh, it is an honor to be here, to be part of SEC Online for the first time. Um, I have to say that this is the first time I'm doing one of these video, video conferencing type things that I'm not uh, wearing pajamas. So it's kind of nice. I'm actually, wearing, I'm actually wearing pants for the first time since uh, March 13th. Um, so this is uh, very, very fun to be a part of this. I've been watching like all of us for the last few months and, and getting so much out of each message each week. My fear going into this is, was um, basically, if you've seen, uh, there's an episode of The Brady Bunch where Cindy Brady, you know, the youngest girl, has the opportunity to go on a quiz show. 
And, you know, Cindy was, she was a little, little overconfident going into this and, you know, that they're setting themselves up for the lesson because there's always a lesson in, in a Brady Bunch episode, obviously. So Cindy goes into this quiz show and it's a live TV show and that red light goes on. And when that red light went on, she just locked. She just froze. Didn't say a word the entire time. So we're good. I'm kind of, I'm kind of past that. You don't realize that this is, this is our 17th take of this whole thing. So you, you don't know that though. So forget I said that. Um, as Kevin shared, this is, this year has been definitely different for all of us uh, right now. You know, 2020, this is supposed to be our VBS. This is supposed to be our vacation Bible school. Behind me is supposed to be uh, trains and, and, and trees and all these amazing decorations. But with uh, the pandemic and everything that obviously we had to adjust, we are so bummed that we couldn't do it. But at the same time, we are excited because we will be back. This was our 15th year, so we will be back next year. So kids, have fun this summer. The Bible is still here for you. You can do your own stories. So many great uh, resources out there for songs and things. So you can do crafts. There's so much you can do. So we're not meeting our VBS. We're so sad about it, but we will be back. Uh, just like I said, 2020. What a year this has been. I was really looking forward to 2020. Um, as Kevin shared, I played... Uh, football, 20 was my number. I was number 20. So I couldn't wait for 2020. 20's going to be everywhere. I'm going to buy half 20. Number 20, it was, it was my football number. Yes, I was, an, I was an art major. Me and the other linebacker at Santa Barbara, we were both art majors. But 20 was my number. But I don't think I'm going to be buying too many 2020 hats. It, ha it has not panned out to be the year that any of us were hoping for. The good news is we're halfway done. So let's see what the Lord has for us as we go on. Um, an example, this is my phone. And I think many of us have certain notifica notifications set up on our phones, and, and I do as well. Um, you know, you get a text, you get the little ding, and, and different types of uh, notifications. One notification that I have set up is a news brief, a news flash. If there's, if, if something happens, breaking news, I have that notification. So it makes a sound like shum, and I know what it is. And this year I'm at the point where I don't want to look at it. When I hear that, when I hear shum, news break, I'm kind of looking at my phone. Like I don't want to look at it because there's been just so much turmoil and so many things that have been happening in 2020. You know, so it, it's to the point where just being, wondering what, what's, what's going to happen next. But, you know, trusting in the Lord that he is before us. There's very little that has not been affected this year by this pandemic. Very little in our lives. Our jobs have been affected as a teacher, uh, having to go to distance learning. So grateful that I have a job still, but very different just found out today that it looks like we're going to start the year again with, with distance learning, so still adjusting to that. So our jobs have been affected. Our bank accounts have been affected. Our plans, the summer plans that I'm sure we all had, had to change, had to adjust. Weddings have been canceled. Proms have been canceled. Grad nights, VBS, like I just said. Um, birthdays. I, I turned 50 on March 12th that that is like the worst time to turn 50 because i was kind of in that middle area you know my, my the, the aaron had this big party planned we're going to do this big thing canceled but i didn't even get one of those drive-by parades because no one had thought of that yet you know march 12th i think the i, I googled it the first official drive-by parade was march 18th so i was right in that time where there weren't even any birthday parades so i, I missed that so adjusting, but we do have to say 51, my 51st birthday is gonna be a blowout. So we're, we're, we're already making plans for it. Um, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna be over at Matt and Heather's and you're all invited. Everyone's invited, all right? So we'll talk more about that as we get closer. All right, uh, sports seasons. 
changed. We've, we've learned how unimportant sports can be. Uh, baseball's about to start, but, but who knows? Our kids' sports seasons, how important that's been. Uh, the Olympics being moved, uh, the economy, and, and honestly, our country. Everything that's just been going on in our country, it's just a time of definite turmoil, definite uncertainty. I don't want to say turmoil, but uncertainty. Uh, we're just feeling very uncertain. What I like to do, though, is, is I'm trying to see this, this time that we are in right now. It's really, I think, I mean, obviously God is in this. So I'm always asking myself, what is God asking us? What is God doing in this? Because he, he knew what was coming in, in 2020, and, and he's working. I think for each of us as believers, I really think that we are in the middle of what I'm calling a foundation check. We are realizing what our foundations have been based on because everything like we just shared is being tested. Everything's being rocked a little bit. So we're discovering what our foundation has truly been based on. So, and it's being revealed. It's in times like this, I believe. It's in, it's in these difficult times of adversity. That is not the time to decide what you're going to build your foundation on. It is in these difficult times that our foundations are revealed and, and we see exactly what we've been standing on for our lives, what we've been depending on uh, for, for our peace and, and as we go on in, in this world. I uh, wanted to read from uh, Matthew 7, 24, 27. And it's Jesus speaking, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them may be compared to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house. And yet it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. Everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and slammed against that house and it fell and great was its fall. So again, it's in these times that what we're standing on is being revealed. How are you? So my question is for all of us, how are you doing? How are we doing with all this in, in this time of uncertainty? How are you when you get that news notification on your phone? Does your heart skip a beat? I find myself just rattled. I'm, I'm kind of a very even keel guy. That's kind of my thing. It doesn't take much to rattle me. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a go with the flow person, but I'm getting rattled. And if I'm getting rattled, I know a lot of people are getting rattled in all of this. A bunch of the men uh, in our church are going through the Bible in a year through the Bible app. It's been really awesome just, just going through each day and been making comments. Uh, Nikki Grumble is, is doing um, a commentary on it. Nikki Gum Gumble? Nikki Gumble. Yeah, is doing a commentary on it. So that's part of it. It's been really rich. It's been awesome. It's been a way to stay in contact with other men in the church, just going through this Bible together. If you are not part of it and want to, shoot us a text. We'll get you in on that because it's been awesome. Uh, last week, Nikki, who does the commentary on what we're reading, he quoted Joyce Meyer. So I'm going to quote Nikki quoting Joyce Meyer. And she says, I grew up in an atmosphere of strife, writes Joyce Meyer. And that was all I ever knew. I had to learn an entirely new way of living. Now I am addicted to peace. As soon as my peace disappears, I ask myself how I lost it and start looking for ways to get it back. I love that. I am addicted to peace. That should be, as believers, that should be our default. That, that we should be walking in peace and that, that peace that surpasses understanding. And when that changes, when things come and, and knock us off course a little bit, we should be aware of that. Like, wait a second, I'm, I'm not feeling that peace. She says, as soon as my peace disappears, she's aware of it. I ask myself how I lost it and start looking for ways to get it back. I know I'm off. Wait a second. I'm not, I'm not feeling that peace that I should. What am I doing incorrectly? What, and I find that it's, I'm usually not looking at the Lord correctly when we're in that place where we're, our focus is off. We need to recalibrate on the Lord. Now, being addicted to peace, that does not mean 
peace at all costs. Like we're just now, I'm addicted to peace, so I'm going to avoid all conflicts. I'm not going to confront that person because I, I want peace at all costs. That is not what this is. It doesn't mean we're running from difficulty. It doesn't mean we're burying our head in the sand and avoiding difficult things. Um, Hamilton is a big thing right now. A lot of people have, have watched it on, on Disney+. Plus. And at the beginning, I'm going to quote a little Hamilton for you. Aaron Burr and Hamilton are meeting, and Aaron Burr offers Hamilton some free advice. And he says, talk less, smile more, don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. This is terrible. This is terrible advice. You want to get ahead. Fools who run their mouths off wind up dead. Yo, 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 what time is it? You said it. I know you said it. A lot of you did. I heard showtime. Anyway, Kevin's saying, so I, I busted out some Hamilton for you. Fools that run their mouths off. Uh, talk less. Smile more. Don't let anyone know. Don't ruffle any feathers. That is not what we're talking about here. We're not talking about keeping this peace and, again, compromising principles, avoiding conflict. That's not the peace. It is a peace, and it's also not an absence of conflict. It's peace when we're in some type of conflict. It's peace when we are in the storm. It isn't hiding from the storm. It's peace within. That's the peace that we want to be addicted to. We're going to have storms. We're going to have difficult things. We're going to have conflict with people. But there has to be a way that we can do this, walking in the peace of the Lord. And that's just having that focus on him. So I wanted to read from Mark uh, 435, 435 through 41. And we know the story. It's, it's uh, Jesus calming the storm. On that day, when evening came, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with them. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so, so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still, not, do you still have no faith? They became very much afraid and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? So the storms are going to come. And there has to be a way to have peace in that storm. I, again, I'm going to quote uh, Nikki. He says, sometimes Jesus calms the storm, as he did here in this situation. He calmed it. But sometimes he lets the storm rage and he calms you. I'm going to say that again. Sometimes Jesus calms the storm, as he did here. But sometimes he lets the storm rage and he calms you. He'll let the storm rage, but he'll give you that peace in the midst of it. Uh, here's my question. You know, we, we see the disciples and, and Jesus asleep on the pillows while this storm is raging and them panicking and, and teacher, teacher, don't you realize that we're perishing? I wonder what would Jesus say if one or two of the disciples in the midst of this time, like saw what he was doing and found a pillow and pulled up next to him or on another bench and said, you know, I'm going to go to sleep too. I mean, isn't that the ideal? Yes, he calmed the storm. But wouldn't it have even been better if they did as he did and, and had so much faith and trust in him? Look, he's sleeping. He's not worried. So I'm going to trust and I'm going to go to sleep too. What would he say? I think he would say, well done. You know, it's, it's the opposite of the freaking out and the panicking, we're perishing, to actually have so much peace that they pulled up a pillow and, and went to sleep as well in the middle of that storm. I think that is the ideal for us as believers, to have such peace that as the storm rages, we can be asleep on the pillow, have that peace that passes understanding that only he can give us. Another, another boat story. 
Peter when, when, I'll just read from Matthew 14. Immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he sent the crowds away. After he had sent the crowds away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance from the land, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter said to him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, Come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But seeing the wind, he became frightened, and, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and took hold of him and said to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind stopped, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, you, cert you are certainly God's son. So the enemy loves to distract us. The enemy loves to take our focus off of Jesus, which is what Peter did right there. That's where he went wrong. As his eyes were fixed on Jesus, he was good. He was walking on the water. But when he started looking left and right at these waves, his eyes were removed, off, took his eyes off of Jesus, and slowly started to sink. The enemy loves to distract us, and yet there is so much for him to distract us with right now. There are so many waves pounding the boat right now that it's so easy to take our eyes off of Jesus and, and begin to sink. So again, how are we doing? How are we doing with our peace in the midst of these times? Are we keeping our eyes focused on the Lord, or are we looking at the troubles. It's, such, it's a difficult but easy thing to fix. Just, just turn our eyes back to him. Uh, Numbers 13, 25 through 33 says, when they returned from spying out the land at the end of 40 days, they proceeded to come to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the sons of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Thus they told him and said, we went into the land where you sent us, and it certainly does not flow with milk and honey. I'm sorry, it certainly does flow with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who live in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. Amalek is living in the land of the Negev and the Hittites and the Jebusites, and the Amorites are living in the hill country. And the Canaanites are living by the sea and by the side of the Jordan. See the fears, the listing of the fears building up. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it. Caleb had the right focus. He understood that God is with him. But the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great size. You can just hear the fear. There, are all, there also we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. It's easy to feel like grasshoppers sometimes. But we need to know that God is with us and that, that he is going before us and we are more than overcomers through him. And that's the peace. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all comprehension will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's in Philippians 4. That's what we want, that peace of God that surpasses all understanding. So trusting in him, uh, Psalm 9, 10, chapter 9, verse 10. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. If we know his name, we will put our trust in him. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. The steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace. Why? Because he trusts in you. Again, the steadfast of mind you will keep in perfect peace because he trusts in you. 
Trust in the Lord forever, for in God the Lord we have an everlasting rock. So this trust that we have in the Lord, it has to be, it isn't trusting God so he can make these things go away. That's kind of a, a subtle mistake that a lot of people make, and it's easy to make. I trust you if, I trust you, Lord, to do this for me, to, to fix this problem. But that's not trust, that's not trusting him. True trust, to get to this point, it's when you say, I trust you, Lord, even if you don't do this, even if you don't fix this, whatever it is, I trust you anyway. That is trust. And, and to get to that point, I, I really think that when we get to that point where we're, we say, not my will, but your will be done, thy will be done, Lord, I trust you anyway, I think the peace that surpasses all understanding that we read about in Philippians, I think it's hidden behind that phrase. Behind that phrase, Lord, I trust you, but I trust you even if you don't. I still trust you that if we can, whatever it is, give it to him, either way, that's trust. And that peace will come flooding in because that's where it is. He's high. I think it's just right behind that, but it's hard to get there. You can't, you can't, I can tell you about it, but you have to find that for yourself. You have to get to that place where you surrender, whatever it is. And on the other side of that, there is the peace that surpasses all understanding. So I find myself saying from time to time, as I'm taking my eyes off the Lord, which so easily happens, and I'm focusing on these waves, and, and I, I do have that, What's wrong? Wait, this isn't how I'm supposed to be. I'm not in the right place right here. And I've literally said this thought to myself. Oh yeah, God. When I think about the uncertain future, what's 2021 gonna be like? There's so much uncertainty in the future and this fear can easily creep in. I have found myself saying, oh yeah, God. Meaning that, not that God will fix it. Oh, God will make it all great. That is not what I mean when I say, oh yeah, God. It's, oh yeah. God is real. God is on the throne and he is not nervous. He is in control and he's working everything out for our good and for his glory. And it just brings that peace and I trust. I trust God. God is on the throne. God is in control. My favorite two words in the Bible, they're very important. And I think in times like this, these two words kind of separate us believers from Unbelievers, if we have these two words, and the two words in the, in the midst of these uncertain times are but God, but God. It's those words that help provide that peace. It's what separates us. So throughout scripture, those two words are used quite a bit. I'm gonna read a few of them. Genesis seven, this is with Noah. Thus he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, and they were blotted out from the earth, and only Noah was left, together with those that were with him in the ark. The water prevailed upon the earth 150 days. But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the cattle that were with him in the ark, and God caused a wind to pass over the earth, and the water subsided. One of my favorite stories is Joseph. And in Acts, uh, where Paul's, uh, Luke is talking about it, he says, because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. It's terrible. Because the patriarchs were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave into Egypt. But God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain the goodwill of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So Pharaoh made him ruler over Egypt and all his palace. Genesis, Genesis again with Joseph. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. Psalm 49, as sheep, they are appointed for Sheol. Death shall be their shepherd and the upright shall rule over them in the morning and their form 
shall be for Sheol to consume, so that they have no habitation. But God will redeem my soul from the power of Sheol, for he will receive me. And Psalm 73, whom have I in heaven but you? And besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail. Have we felt that? My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I'm going to do a personal one. We discovered a brain tumor in our son Cade when he was five. He suffered a massive stroke. He became legally blind. He couldn't move his right side. He couldn't talk. But God, he wasn't done. He's still writing his story. So those words, they have to identify us. That's in the midst of these turbulent times. We have to be holding on to those words. Yeah, but God, God is in control. There are people that don't have those words. That's a foreign concept to them. They don't understand that. They're just, they're just afraid and they're, and they're uncertain. And God is using us. Uh, you hear this so much. We're not going to church. We're being the church. The church has left the building. Be the church in our neighborhood. Our neighbors need our light to show them. And you know something? It's in these times when things are dark where our light shines the brightest. You know, I mean, we look back a year ago and we're like, oh, everything's right. Those are the good old days. You know, 2019, those are the good old days, right? Things are darker now. So that's when our light shines even brighter. It's when you turn out the lights that a flashlight is useful, is, is visible. You see it and it's dark. So our families need our light. Our neighbors need our light. Coworkers need our light. We were made for such a time as this. And those words, but God, should be what drives us. And it's easy to say in these times. I'm going to quote from Lord of the Rings. It says, I wish, this is Frodo. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo, talking about the ring and all these dark forces coming and this big war that's about to happen. I wish it need not have happened in my time, said Frodo. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. So we were made for these times. It can be so easy to say, I wish it was 2019. Well, let's skip over to 2021. But you know, that's not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do at the time that is given us. And we have a lot. We have, the world is crying out for the light that we have, for the peace that we have to offer them in Christ, for what he has done. So in closing, get addicted to peace. I love that phrase. If you've lost it, what, where to go? But what are we doing? What, what are, why have we just taken our eyes off of him? Are we watching the waves? Or are we trusting him, but we're trusting him in order to do something for us as a means to an end? Can we trust him anyway? That's where that peace is. So get addicted to peace and trust him during these times. For he is good, he's good all the time, he's in control, and he is not a tame lion. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for today. God, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness to us. Lord, we thank you that you are not nervous. You knew everything that was coming in 2020. And Lord, you stand there and you offer us peace. Lord, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you. Help us to focus on you, to take our eyes off the waves and put them back on you, to sit back, to trust, to cast those fears on you, Lord. And, and God, help us to pull up that pillow next to you in those storms. Now, the storm may rage around us, but that you calm us in the midst of it. Sometimes you take the waves away, but sometimes you calm us in the midst of it. So, Lord, help us to do that right now. Be our peace in these times. And we know, Lord, that you are good. You are working all things out for your good, for our good and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Can't wait to see you soon. Hello, SCC. We're the Divine Family. We're very honored and happy to be able to share some thoughts with you. And we hope what we say will be an encouragement to you. I'm here with my wife, Melody, and my son, Josiah, and my daughter, Sadie. And my other son, Nolan, is our videographer. 
and uh, Melody is going to start, and Josiah is going to say something, and then I'll close. So, uh, things that I would like to leave behind in quarantine um, are all the idols, um, all idols in my life, um, idols of control, security, um, need for the affirmation of people. Um, God's been doing a really great thing in this time, just drawing closer, and that's what I would like to take with me, is just the presence of the Lord, um, the nearness of the Lord, and um, pursuit, basically, seeking His face constantly. Well, I've been thinking about it, and during this time, it can be really easy to think of other people as threats and vectors, and um, not think of people in a good way. I think that we should think about people in a way, in the way that God sees them, which is children of Him. And I think what I'd like to leave behind uh, in this season is, is um, things that cause fear. Fear of anything other than the Lord is, is born out of faithlessness and doubt. Fear of poor health, fear of financial troubles, fear of political instability. Um, these things don't draw us to God. They separate us from God. They cause us to doubt His goodness. So that's definitely something I'd like to increasingly leave behind. And I think going forward, I, I want to have a, a higher sensitivity to the time and season that we're in. We know God is doing things um, in our own personal life and through the world. Um, and we want to be, as believers, aware and watchful and participating in the work that God's doing. So we'd like to leave with that, with that friends, and uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may he lift his face to you and be gracious unto you, and may he lift up the light of his countenance to you, which means he will smile upon you and give you his shalom peace. God bless. Bye, guys. Hello, everyone. This is the Kermains. We've been asked to share this morning about what we would like to take with us and what we would like to leave behind during this time. Uh, one of the things that I would like to leave behind is just the way um, that some people are not being nice. Uh, we look at the media and on television and uh, we just don't see people being polite. Um, and uh, that's one of the things I'd like to leave behind. One of the things I want to take with us is uh, during this time, my extended family and I have been able to uh, do some Zoom calls every week, uh, and we'd have the elders or the older family members share about their youth and their relationships with their parents and the toughest things growing up and where they lived and uh, family from Hawaii to Alaska to Florida all get together every Sunday, and uh, that's been very, um, very precious time, and so I'd love to keep that going and, and take that with us. Hi. Um, when I think about two things that I'd like to leave behind, or when I thought about those, I came up with two things. And one of them is the distance learning. Um, it breaks my heart. We worked in a school for a long time, and just knowing that the kids are home really is really concerning to me. So I'd like to see them all go back to school. And the other thing that um, really breaks my heart is every day I... I drive past the hospital to go to work, and I think about all those people in there that are um, by themselves. I cry easily. I'm sorry. Um, they're in there by themselves, and my father died 26 years ago holding my hand. I can't even imagine what these families are going through, and I can't wait to be able to allow people to go back in with their loved ones to the hospitals. So those are the two things I'd like to leave behind. and. I think the things that I want to take with me um, are definitely the family time that we've been able to have together. Um, there's four of us here, and it's definitely been quality time that we cherish. Um, the other thing is I, I tend to be more on the fearful side, um, which I've gotten a lot better about, but I've noticed that God has totally, from day one, um, interjected into my mind and has reminded me to put on worship music and move forward and has put Bible verses in my, in my mind. And I just feel like our relationship has become even so much more personable. So those are the things I'd like to take with me. 
Um, we love you all. We miss you. I can't wait to be able to walk back into our church and sit in my seat and be able to hang out with you guys after. So anyway, we love you. Bye. Bye. You know, I'll tell you what, something that I really want to take forward is, is just these hours upon hours every day of you rubbing my shoulders and affirming our love for one another over the romance of the piano. Yes. In all seriousness, hi guys, we miss you. Uh, we miss being together. One of the things uh, as we've been talking about um, leaving things behind, I look forward to leaving behind all of this very kind of surfacey or even just kind of flat interaction online, both of my students but also with friends, um, it's not as fun uh, as being together. And so I look forward to uh, the fellowship we enjoy face-to-face -face as a community. Uh, and something I'm really looking forward to bringing along with us um, outside of this time is just kind of the lesson learned of holding plans loosely. Mm -hmm. And um, most of you know me, I'm a planner, and I love to think ahead and be planning. And this time has really taught us that um, pretty much everything we were planning <laughs> has yeah. been um, changed or canceled or postponed and yeah. just kind of holding that loosely and being open to seeing what God has for us um, instead of the exact plans we had. And we've seen some really cool things during this time of yeah. things that we um, had to celebrate in different ways and things we had to do differently as a family to um, enjoy this time and take advantage of it. So um, I really want to move forward with holding my plans a little more loosely to seeing what God has for us um, coming out of this and in the end of 2020 and into 2021, just seeing what, what does he have for us personally and as a family and being willing to do something different or to do something in a new way. Because um, I feel like he's kind of put us through that the last couple months of having to do things in new ways and being okay with that. So, and even the unsettledness of it all. When I wake up in the morning, I know there's a choice. I can complain about the way things are, or I can look for the ways that God is moving in all the uncertainty. And that that has made us, in some ways, kind of sensitive to looking for what God is doing in this. And so mm -hmm. definitely want to carry that forward, holding plans loosely, but also looking even more astutely, even more intently for what, what God is doing. Mm -hmm. This time has made um, myself, I know us, just yeah. extra grateful for our community and for our church for Pastor Kevin leading so beautifully during this time. And we really miss being with you guys uh, together um, in person, but even like the prayer meeting last night and yeah, different good. things like that have been really, really awesome. And I don't realize how much I miss corporate uh, worship and gatherings until we get to do it again. So um, we really love and miss you guys and pray that uh, we can all continue to learn how to hold things loosely and see what he has for us next. Let's go back to our back room now. Okay. Let's go back. Oh, yeah. See you guys.
cry song as we go out today and let us sing a little bit louder and all that we do let's go a little bit bigger and just say Lord we just thank you for being the wind behind us God you're our front and rear God we go because you've gone before us so we bless you have a great day we'll see you soon God bless